0: Welcome to Pastors Confidential.
1: We're Michelle and Eric Waters.
0: Two pastors.
1: One podcast.
0: And here's what we're talking about today.
1: Are you ready to go?
0: I'm ready for you, baby. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh my (laughs) gosh. Oh my goodness. Okay, what were you memorizing this morning? Maybe we should uh, change sure, the subject. Sure, sure. So I-, I was
0: memorizing a 4th century Celtic prayer called the Lay of St. Patrick. Would you like to hear it?
1: I would. Do you, oh, do you already have I thought you were just I working I, I, on it. I, I'm, I'm, okay. I the sing lady. as
0: I arise today, I call on my creator's might, the will of God to be my guide, the eye of God to be my sight, the word of God to be my, to be my speech, the hand of God to be my stay, the shield of God to be my strength, the path of God to be my way. Well, wow, that's beautiful. That night. Uh, yeah.
1: um, why is it called a lay? What does that mean?
0: I don't know. I think a lay is a poetic term for a, a type of song or type uh, of poem. Okay. St. Patrick's lay is what it's called. I see. And yeah.
1: why, why are you memorizing? It did definitely revved you right up this morning. It does.
0: Well, because it's St. Patrick. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, how can you not love St. Patrick?
1: Yes, but it's not even close to St. Patrick. I mean, just why is this coming up oh, right well, that, now? Oh, that
0: was in my reading. So I have a oh, devotional book and it I has see. an opening prayer Four readings and then a closing prayer. Got it. Uh, and then this particular closing prayer I really like because, you know, it's St. It's Patrick and I just, uh, you know, he's a great guy. I love him. So
1: it's the For All the Saints?
0: For All the Saints, yep. And is then, the devotional book? It's the devotional book. Okay. And then, you know, in our church service, we have a, a closing benediction, the one we normally use. Mm-hmm. is called the Aaronic benediction, mm-hmm. the Lord bless you and keep you. But then there's also uh, a, a, a uh, the other benediction, which is actually based on St. Patrick. Mm. You know, um, the lord go before you. The lord go before you, above you, behind mm-hmm. you, beside you. Yes, we don't
1: use that one very often. Not that much. No, no
0: cuz it's it's kind of confusing and I, I always get tripped up over it.
1: Yes, but, when he's before, after, above, beyond.
0: Uh, but that I mean, that's kind of what St. Patrick was known for. He was he had this sort of uh <coughs> this all encompassing view of who God was and that God was everywhere and mm. all the time. And so it's just kind of cool. I like St. Patrick. Very he's a good nice. guy. Yes. You know, we've got of course, St. Patrick's Day is March 17th, which falls on a Sunday this year, so I'm you know, I'm already thinking about, hmm, I wonder if I might want to peach on, preach on St.
1: Oh, for sure. Day. Well, Matthew, our son Matthew, has gotten very into the saints yes. for some unknown reason you as know. a Lutheran. But anyways, he... So I got him some books out of the library. on the. I got Sister Wendy's Book of yeah, Saints. Yeah, Sister Wendy. I forgot about <laughs> And honor, this yeah. book for children on saints. And he's been drawing the saints and whatnot. So he'll be interested in what you have to say about St.
0: Patrick. St. Patrick is a good one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We did just celebrate All Saints Day. Too, we so did. So that was good.
1: We did. We did. Um, let's see a little... Business here before we get going mm-hmm. with Crossways. Sam had his final football game as a yes. prep schooler at, Na- at uh, West Point Prep, our yep. Army Prep, and they beat Navy. They did. His <coughs> the
0: final game in the prep school, his first Army Navy game, mm-hmm. first to five.
1: Yes, and he they uh, won mightily, they handily, 36, 36 to 0. To zero yeah. Yeah. My parents were out there for that, so that mm-hmm. was exciting to get to see. And they also got to celebrate his uh, birthday. He was had a birthday on the 8th, and yep. so. we're out there on the 9th and um, all is good
0: yeah and then you know uh, with Thanksgiving coming up we've got Ellie's coming back this Friday and then Mm -hmm. Sam comes back no Ellie comes back on Friday Sophie on Monday
1: no Sophie on Tuesday Tuesday. and Sam on late Wednesday night there you go so
0: all the kids will be back it'll be a full house again
1: yes yeah yes it will and there won't be many places to sleep for these poor no, children who be. get they're, kicked out of their rooms. Yeah, they're
0: already bickering over whose room is whose. They're actually
1: not. They're yeah. just telling each other where they're going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we are on Mark, the second half of Mark yes. in Crossways. Mark Part
0: 2. Part 2. And so if to, to review, with Mark Part 1, you know, we spoke about how Mark is very urgent, that he keeps moving, 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 moving. Very, it's like a New York minute, keeps going ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Mark loves the word immediately, mm-hmm. which appears some forty times in his <laughs> gospel, and that Mark is driven by uh, two things: this this messianic secret, mm-hmm. uh, and the question, "Who is this man?" So, some variation of that question appears in Mark time and time again. You know, "Who is this man who teaches with such authority? Who is this man who commands the winds and the waves, and even they obey him? Mm-hmm. Who commands? Who is this man who commands the unclean demons, and they flee? You know, right. who, who is this man?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and then join with that, the messianic secret, where um, the demons know who he is, but Jesus commands them not to say anything. Right. So that kind of brings us into today, and we are in Mark chapter 8, and what I want to do is kind of set up the way that Mark tells the story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Gospels are very, very familiar to us. We, we all kind of know what happens. Uh, but the way Mark tells the story, I think there's a beautiful um, structure to the way he tells it, and it has to do with these two healings of blind men. Mm. So. The first is in Mark chapter 8. Uh, Jesus heals a man at Bethsaida. Mark chapter 8, verse 22. And they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand, led him out to a village where he had, and when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him. So note about that, pretty Mm -hmm. gross, you know?
1: Seems gross, yeah.
0: Pretty gross. Uh, but, uh, But in the ancient world, it was considered that uh, the saliva of a wise person had healing powers, uh, just like, for example, um, you know, I, I suppose a very, very rough analogy. Hearing our dog behind us here, mm-hmm. you know, they say that like um, a, a dog's tongue, you know, if it, the dog's yes. tongue licks you, it has healing properties. That kind of thing. Yeah,
1: well, that thank God because it licks a bunch of things yeah, that licks, aren't so nice outside. Right. Okay. What in
0: the world is he doing? No, no. I he don't heard know. you talking yeah. about him. So he laid his hands on him and said, do you see anything? He looked up and said, well, I see people, but they look like trees walking. So in other words, his eyes are opened, but they don't quite see yet. You know, things are still kind of vague. Jesus laid his hands on him a second time. He opened his eyes, the sight was restored, and then he saw everything clearly. Uh, and so this is the only time in all the gospel stories, this is the only time where it takes Jesus two goes mm-hmm. out and two tries to heal somebody. Um, so which is very odd. And when something unusual like that happens, it, it's supposed to get our attention because, you know, every other place Jesus can heal at a touch uh, and yes. often even at a distance with a word.
1: With a word, yeah. From uh, a distance, but, exactly.
0: But here it takes, you know, two touches. So it's very strange. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sets up this this curious thing. And then what happens uh, next? Uh, the very next story, you know, uh, Jesus takes him up to Caesarea Philippi. He asks the big question, all right, who do people say that I am? Yep. And they say, well, some say John the Baptist, some say Moses, some say Elijah. Who do you say that I am? Which mm. is the big question of the whole gospel. Right. And then Peter gets it right, he says, you are the Christ. Mm-hmm. So Peter sees, uh, but as we will see, Peter doesn't really see him. So he's kind of like this blind man where he oh. he sees who Jesus is, that you know, but he has only kind of a vague idea. Uh, Jesus isn't really in focus yet
1: yes very good well thank you mm-hmm. yeah,
0: I wish I'd done that on Wednesday but anyways, yeah did you not say that I don't no, think you did no, I wish I had. he
1: was disappointed in his was, delivery on Wednesday everyone I told uh, him it was just fine uh, but he didn't very like it
0: disappointed.
1: I know okay well this was a good point I like that Well,
0: thank you um, and so Jesus uh, and so Peter sees who Jesus is but mm-hmm. it's not really in focus right. And then uh, immediately after that, Jesus makes the first of three passion predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, predictions about what will happen to him. So, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus says, um, and he began to teach them, chapter 8, verse 31, that the Son of Man must suffer many things, be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, the scribes, be killed, after three days rise again. Uh, and then he, he said all this plainly. So Jesus says, great, and here, you know, now that you see who I am. Mm-hmm. Here's what I've come to do. So he lays it out for him, very plain. But Peter takes him aside and begins to rebuke him. And then Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Mm -hmm. So there's this pattern where Jesus tells them who he is. The disciples are confused. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus clarifies it. He says, you know, get behind me, Satan. uh, For if anyone would come after me, let him take up his cross and follow me. Mm -hmm. And that same pattern is repeated three times. Uh, So the first is here, um, after Peter's great confession of faith, the second is a little bit later, and that's in chapter nine, the Transfiguration. Okay. So this time they go up on the mountain, and they, you know, they literally see who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. There's Jesus shining in glory, talking with Moses and Elijah. You know, Moses, the great lawgiver, uh, Elijah, the great prophet, prophet who pointed people back to the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moses, who died and then never made it into the promised land. Uh, Elijah, who's taken directly up by well, God Well, he did in make
1: it. This is where he makes it. Exactly. exactly. He's in the promised land. Oh, sorry. Yeah, did I no, steal your good. thunder? it's fine. You can okay. always steal my thunder. Okay, like, sorry.
0: You are the thunder oh of my, my life. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and so Moses is in the promised land with Jesus, right? Okay. So they, they they see that Jesus is up on the mountain talking with these yeah. these two great men. I mean, how more obvious could it be?
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: and then coming down the mountain, a second time Jesus tells them, hey, you know, we're going to Jerusalem, they're going to kill me, I'm going to be put, handed over to death, so on and so forth. Uh, but then they still don't really get it, you know, because they start arguing about, okay, well, which one of us is the greatest? Yeah. And you wonder if maybe it had something to do with, you know, they saw Moses and Elijah. And maybe they're like, huh, well, I wonder which one of us will be on the left and on the right, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, maybe. you know, Jesus has to clarify uh, what it means uh, for them. So there's that second pattern of, uh, of this, uh, there's a passion prediction, some confusion. Well, which one of us is going to be the mm-hmm. next Moses and Elijah? Uh, and then Jesus clarifies it. Uh, and he said, if anyone be, would be first, let him be last of all and servant of all, And I kind of spoke about this yesterday, that he took a child and brought them into its midst and said, you know, whoever receives a child like this receives me. Okay. Uh, And I was talking about, you know, how Jesus welcomes children into his kingdom when I did my baptisms.
1: Oh, I was going to say, this was not in the sermon. I don't know when you talked about about this. I was at a different I had a baptism at
0: eight, baptism at 11.
1: I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. Yes.
0: So that's the second time. And then this pattern is repeated a third time. And this is when they're in Jericho on the way up to Jerusalem, or almost on the way up to Jerusalem. Uh, And this is in chapter 10, verse 32. Okay, so they're Mm -hmm. on the road, Mm -hmm. going up to Jerusalem, because it's in the mountains, you always go up. Mm -hmm. Jesus was walking ahead of them, they were amazed, those who followed were afraid. Boy, there's a sermon in that verse, but Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is yet, Mm -hmm. one day I will. Uh, and taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was going to happen to him. And this time he's really clear, gives him all the details. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. The Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests mm-hmm. and the scribes. They will condemn him to death. They will deliver him to the Gentiles. They will mock him. They will spit on him. They will flog him. They will kill him. Hmm. After three days he will rise. So he tells them exactly what's going to happen. Okay. And again, they don't get it. Um, this time, two others, you know, James and John... Uh, are saying, hey, you know, tell us who's going to sit on your right and your left. And Jesus says, you, you boys still don't get it.
1: Mm-mm. You know,
0: it's, that, that's, that's not for me to decide. That's for my father to decide. Moreover, the only way to get there is through great suffering and death. And is that right. really what you want to do? Mm-hmm. So there's this this passion prediction, confusion, and clarification. Yeah. And then, and then we come to the healing of Bartimaeus. So uh, immediately after that, they come to Jericho. This is chapter 10, verse 46. They come to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples in a a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, which is what Bartimaeus Mm -hmm. means, bar means son, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, this is the only time in all of Mark's gospel where anyone calls Jesus the son of David. Mm. It's a blind man. Right, so the blind man sees who Jesus really is. Okay. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped him and said, call him. And uh, they called him. The, the, the blind man came, saying, take harp, he's calling to you. Throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? <clears throat> A blind man said, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. Jesus said, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. Mm. Immediately he recovered his sight and followed him. Mm. So notice that he, he recovered his <clears throat> sight immediately. Right? It's a single touch, a single healing. Mm-hmm. And then immediately he begins following Jesus.
1: Mm.
0: So we have the way Mark structures the story, which I think is Brilliant is uh, he begins it with the, the only time where someone needs two touches to have mm-hmm. their eyes open. Okay. And then he ends it on the other bookend with the story of the only man who sees who Jesus really is, and he's a blind man. Okay. And then in between are these three passion predictions. Mm. I think that's just awesome. Very interesting. I love it. I okay. absolutely love it.
1: Well, I think that came across on, on oh, thank you. in class. I hope so. Yes.
0: I don't know if it did, but I hope so. It did. I hope it, it did.
1: did. It did. Well, anyways, um, so now we've gotten through Mark's gospel. And mm-hmm. I think we mentioned before we start, uh, Harry went our crossway starts with Mark because uh, Mark is thought to be the the first
0: written. Yeah. So there's um, there's a scholarly debate over which ones came first. Yeah. Traditionally, Matthew was written first and then Mark was an abridgment of it. Oh. But most scholars believe that, most scholars now, the 20th century. Yes. Believe Mark. Believe Mark was written first mm-hmm. and then Matthew and Luke. Used Mark as one of their yes, sources. As
1: one of their sources, uh,
0: because Mark's uh, phrases in Mark appear verbatim in Matthew and Luke, okay. almost as if they were copying them. Right? Got it. But then Matthew and Luke have stuff in addition to Mark. Yes, some of it they share with each other. Some is unique to their own sources. And then so John it, has his own total. And then John is just John. You know, situation. He's, uh, he's very, very different.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we've finished now with Mark. What mm-hmm. are we going to do next week? Yeah, so we're going to look at
0: Matthew next week. Okay. We'll the Gospel of Matthew, the first half, and then we'll take a break until January. Okay. But we'll look at the first half of the Gospel of Matthew. And again, there's you know there's a whole lot to go through. So let me, let me flip open this page here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go through one of the graphics because I know Han how much you love the graphics. Yes. So I'll go through one of the graphics.
1: Somebody else came up and told me they were like, "What's up with all these weird pictures?"
0: And they said, "How could anyone not love them?" That's. I
1: I also don't like them, but it's okay.
0: Uh, But we'll go through one of the graphics Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, the way Matthew tells the story, you know, Mark is really driven by this question: "Who is this?" Yep. And Matthew uh, is driven by, or the template is that Jesus is uh, is the new Israel or the new Moses. Uh, and so, so Matthew really, if, if you pay attention, the way Matthew tells the story, it really retells the story of, of um, Israel in uh, Egypt, in the wilderness, in the promised land. Uh, and so, for example, 44a, which we'll look at in Crossways, mm-hmm. we'll see how you know, the story of Jesus recapitulates the Exodus. And in 44c, uh, uh, the, um, we'll see how the, the Gospel of Matthew is divided into five sections or five books just like the Torah is divided into five books too. I see. So Matthew is uh, the way Matthew presents Jesus. He's like the new lawgiver, the new okay. Moses.
1: Okay. Well, short but sweet today. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we're do- we're good.
0: Yeah, and so that gives me time to bake my first pumpkin pie yes. of the season. You've Looking been waiting.
1: This weather has beckoned you to make one, and you've been, been waiting and, and waiting. Been waiting. So today right you're going to do that.
0: I'm going to get that puppy in there so it's nice and cool by the time the kids come home.
1: Mm. Yeah excellent okay very exciting very good okay well we will talk to you next week
0: see you you next week